Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. faces a choice this is battleground america here's tara servatius even now with a politico morning consult poll telling us 93 a shocking 93 percent of americans are concerned about soaring inflation in the poor economy even now with americans shockingly unified at their level of concern People just don't fully understand where the Democrats are taking us. But every once in a while, you get a glimpse of the truth. That happened over the last 72 hours. You might have heard this exchange. It starts with Peter Ducey from Fox News versus cringe John Pierre, the spokesperson for the Biden administration, gaslighting the American people on oil and natural gas production, which the Democrats want to end completely. So you're asking oil companies to further lower gas prices. What makes you think that they are going to listen to an administration that is ultimately trying to put them out of business? How, how is the administration trying to to put them out of business. There's the gaslighting. They're pretending for public consumption that everything is normal. But just seconds later, she doesn't deny that they intend to fully shut down fossil fuel production in this country. It's astonishing. Well, they produce fossil fuels, and this president says he wants to end fossil fuel. Here's where uh, where we would say U.S. oil production uh, is up and on track to reach a record high next year. We've seen that from their uh, uh, from when we see their profit margins. They are uh, they you know it's record high. Do you catch what just happened there? She doesn't deny they fully intend to shut down fossil fuel production. She just misdirects and switches the subject. Oh, and lies. They have no intention of hitting a whole time high in production, and they couldn't do it anyway unless they return to the Trump drilling policies. So that's the White House press gaggle. That's the message for gaslighting and public consumption. But what are they saying to their own troops? Over in the Washington Post, the message is the opposite. They're floating the idea of declaring a climate emergency so that they can begin to shut down drilling on private lands. Right now, Joe Biden's 70 regulations that have taken 1.5 million barrels off the world market and kneecap natural gas production, those are just on federal lands, where 20 to 25% of those things are produced. But that's not good enough for them. They want to shut it all down. So what's their plan? Now listen to the Biden administration, same 24-hour period on CNN, where they feel like they're talking to the troops. Oh, and you'll note this. Listen to the CNN anchor describe what they're going to do. What you can't see on this podcast is 
He's got an angry look on his face. Like, he can't even believe the Biden administration is considering this. Listen to him explain what Biden is floating right now. And that's what they're doing. They're floating it because this is what's coming after the election. If he were to declare a climate emergency, one of the things the Washington Post notes is it might be able to allow him to limit drilling in the United States, might be able to limit petroleum exports. How would that help lower gas prices? So while Biden's official spokesperson, cringe Jean-Pierre, is gaslighting the nation when they're talking to what they perceive to be the troops, their voters, they're talking about what the real plan is. An end of exports, an end of drilling, the death of American energy, and probably the end to our industrial sector as well. Keep in mind, folks, the largest growth category in our economy If you ask the average guy on the street, what is it? They'd probably guess big tech or something like that. It's not. This is one of the best kept secrets in America. It's the mining and minerals category, as they call it, at the Department of Labor. What is that? Mainly fracking for oil, natural gas, some rare minerals, some coal. But yeah, it is the largest growth engine of the entire economy. And every quarter of the Trump administration, bar none, I say this every day on my show because it is so important, Every single quarter of the Trump administration, without exception, it made up 28 to 33 percent of our economic growth. Kill it and we will never grow again. We will be stuck in a permanent state of recession, a permanent state in which all there's really left for the people in Washington to do is to manage the decline of the United States to keep it from becoming a crash. So the pissed off CNN anchor Ask the question, are are you seriously going to do this? Declare an emergency and drilling and exports? He's talking to Amos Hochstein, who is Joe Biden's lunatic energy advisor, who doesn't deny at all that they intend to do any of this. As he explains, we need to limit oil and natural gas production long term in order to speed up the transition. So it's about making a choice between what is the short term and the medium term so that we can make sure we have enough oil and gas to support us through the transition? And what are the kind of steps that we don't want the oil and gas industry to take that would have long-term consequences when we don't want uh, new major projects that would take 20, 30 years to to become profitable, but not take steps and endanger the climate uh, work that we're trying to do to make sure that we're on a better footing to accelerate the transition. If you understand what he just said, that's literally terrifying. First, again, note, he didn't deny at all that they intend to shut down all drilling, all fracking, oil, that's oil and natural gas, that's both in this country, or and exports. Which folks, if we did that, um, you're talking bare minimum $10 a gallon gas. And that's if we were to somehow get rid of inflation. I mean, bare minimum. Again, absolute death of manufacturing, everything offshore. But what did he just say there? No, we need to have enough oil and natural gas to get us through the transition. We need to accelerate the transition, which means we need to go off oil and natural gas faster. But do you hear the part about the no more 30-year projects? What is he talking about? Well, that's the trip typical drilling permit. People don't understand. Biden, right now, the permits he shut down are the ones that allow exploration uh, and the early phases of testing. 
those permits, just to get the, con- the company to do it, it'll take two to five years. They're not pulling anything out of the ground. They're seeing if there's oil or natural gas there and, it, and they can get it. They have to do that before they can even begin to apply with the federal government for the second phase. So when you hear them come out and say, look, we've got 9,000 permits. Yeah, those are final phase. Those are extraction. A lot of them are not being used uh, because as it ends up, you either can't get the oil, you can't get the natural gas, you tapped it out. What they're diverting attention from is the block that he has put on federal lands. And they're fighting this out in court right now. But what is it? It, it is the initial exploratory permit, the initial testing permits. So what are they doing? Suppose Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or somebody great Um, wins the election in 2024, we would expect that the oil will ramp right back up, but it won't. That's what he's talking about 30-year projects. Um, Because these companies, it literally is 20 to 30 years, they put all of the infrastructure in, all the exploration dollars in, all of that before they make a profit. And they did this 20 and 30 years ago. So they're fine for now, but they will not be in five years. And what he's telling you is, That's the goal. I don't think the public understands how radical this is. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Or how, in the example I just gave you there, they're not denying it. They are literally lying in the face of half of America. What? Us? No. Everything's totally normal. But they're going on their outlets, MSNBC and CNN and in the Washington Post, and they're beginning to float what's coming after the election. Again, a climate emergency declaration and an attempt to shut down all the drilling. Which is why Senator Tom Cotton nailed this so well that I'm going to put it on today's podcast, too. The Democrats want energy prices to be high because they want to uh, end American production of fossil fuels, oil and gas and coal. They may not say it in the 45 days before an election. They may rely on gimmicks like releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is also dangerous to our national security. But mark my words, on November 9th, the Democrats are going to go back to openly waging war on American oil, gas, and coal. Here's the part that's so astonishing, because the Democrat Party has changed. They are so committed to this course of action that they are literally staring down. I mean, this is just today. There'll be more bad news of a shocking scale out tomorrow. They're steering down this poll. This is just today. The Politico Morning Consult poll, that is a left-wing pollster, showing a shocking 93% of voters are concerned, too very concerned, about soaring inflation and the poor economy. It will always be this way. In fact, it will keep getting worse if Biden persists, even if the GOP Congress is elected, because they're not going to have enough votes to override a veto and stop Biden. They'll stop the bad legislation from coming through, but they're not going to be able to override Biden. So you're talking about the, the near total destruction of the Democrat Party to achieve the total destruction of the U.S. economy. And they're not even phased by it. 
And what scares me about that, I have in the past so many times seen them uh, get some bad polling numbers and change course, thinking, well, we'll come back to that later. They're not deviating. This is a suicide mission. This is just like Japanese bombers uh, being sealed inside their planes to go down, knowing they're not coming back. This is the level of commitment they have. They are literally looking in the face of a 93% majority. Folks, have you seen Americans this unified on anything? I haven't. Not in the 16 years I've been doing this. I mean, through the Bush administration, through Obama, through Trump, all polls pretty much on any issue broke down 46-4, 48 against, something like that, uh, with a 3% margin of error. 93%. And they will not turn back even to save themselves. Assuming they're not going to cheat. Well, let's suppose they do. Looking at numbers like this, even if they were to cheat, and I think there's a good chance they'll steal the Senate. The House is going to be harder for them to steal because most House districts cross two uh, to three boards of election. So you can steal whole states in big population centers controlled by Democrats. We have Democrat machines like Philadelphia, for instance. Um, It is much harder to steal a congressional seat. Um, So I think they'll steal the Senate. But I mean, with numbers like this at 93%, you can steal what you want. You're going to have to erect a fence around the Capitol to keep an enraged public from dragging you out physically. And I'm not saying I support that. I do not. I want to win in the uh, battle of ideas. But what I'm saying is, at that level of opposition, that's what you're looking at. And they are staring it down unafraid. And let me prove it to you that they are looking at that level of opposition. Go on my Twitter feed. I've got tweets there from France. You should see the crowds in the street. You should see the riots going on as these policies are hitting there. It's like nothing they've seen there. I mean, it's like Black Lives Matter riots, but even bigger numbers in France. You're not hearing anything about it. And then, of course, the Netherlands, the German farmers joining them. Um, But this is what they're facing. And they are completely unafraid and unmoved. Finally, I want to let GOP Congressman Mike McCall and Harris Faulkner wrap this segment up as he explains brilliantly the future they are contemplating in the world we will live in. Again, the key takeaway here is if the Democrats are facing their own annihilation at the polls and are completely unmoved from this suicidal, nihilistic set of policies, they won't save the country from them if they won't save themselves. That's what's so frightening. All right, here's Mike McCall and Harris Faulkner. And understand, in the world they're describing there, a world where no American energy is exported, that world is going to be ruled by Russia, by China, by the BRICS country, because our currency is gone at that point. We're not going to be a factor in that world. Who do our enemies see at this point? They see weakness. Uh, We're projecting weakness. We can't develop our own energy. After the fall and debacle of Afghanistan, what did Putin see? Weakness. What does Chairman Xi in China see? Weakness. The Ayatollah, Kim Jong-un, North Korea. That's why these hot spots are flaring up all over the globe, making the world a more dangerous place. Because anytime you project weakness, you invite aggression. Mm-hmm. And then what is China doing? I mean, she just said, hey, with my next term, can you build the military, not just technology, but really build almost double in size, which would leave us conceivably outnumbered. 
if we had to ever do so it. So imagine that <clears throat> Iran, I mean, Russia is buying Iranian drones going into Crimea. When you see the cities, about a third of the infrastructure being bombed, it's Iranian, uh, you know, uh, drones going in to do this. And then Chairman Xi announces military and economic domination of the world by 2050, the 100-year marathon. Uh, he's looking at Taiwan. Taiwan has 90% of our semiconductor capabilities and manufacturing. Um, and he is watching Ukraine very closely. World domination by 2050. I don't know if you caught what Peter Ducey said, but, but he was talking about the goals of the administration in terms of green energy by 2050. Those are some really different goals very different goals and what is china doing they're not going green counting they're, their money I, <laughs> they're in 140 countries right now lighting up coal fire plants oh yeah and polluting the atmosphere you're right it won't be as clean as our coal nope, nope. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.